The word of God is light. It is light. It actively works. It is effective. It penetrates. It rejuvenates. Oh my, oh my. An encounter with God's word is life-changing. It is life-enhancing. You are listening to a podcast by Prophet Gomez Shamin. Today I'm going to share a word with you that I've entitled Take Charge. Take Charge. It's actually a teaching on spiritual warfare. So even as the message is being delivered some of you can already to babble in the spirit to speak under your voice and declare certain things now one of the reasons why I'm explaining and teaching on this subject is so that you can understand that to the believer our responsibility is to take charge in various arenas of life and if we don't take up that responsibility from scripture the bible shows us that the enemy will take advantage of us but this word is coming as a word that will enlighten and empower you to take charge amen and amen genesis chapter number 1 verse 28 Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 28 I'll go ahead of you and I'll read it from the New King James version The Bible says Then God blessed them and God said to them Be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth give it to me in the nkjv all right now i read it again The Bible says God blessed them and said be fruitful multiply fill the earth subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over every living thing. Now you will notice something that God is instructing concerning the inhabitants of the land. He is telling them to be fruitful and he is also telling them to multiply. Today we're not going to talk about fruitfulness we're not going to talk about multiplication. But we're going to talk about something that God tells the people to do before they have dominion. And he tells them to subdue. He says fill the earth and subdue. It's quite and very interesting that God would use such a terminology. Because the word subdue simply means to overcome. The word subdue it simply means to make quiet. The word subdue simply means to bring under control. The word subdue means to overpower. And the word subdue means to conquer. Now it's quite very interesting that God is instructing man to subdue. 
what should man overpower what should man tell to shut up what should man conquer we know that he is not telling the animals because he has said you you are going to have dominion over them so you are not going to tell the animals to shut up you are not going to tell the animals uh, to sit down you are not going to overpower them now while god is telling you to be fruitful and multiply really why is he telling you to subdue that perhaps means there are things while man is on earth that are around that need to be dealt with and if they are not addressed they will undress you uh, isn't that the reason why they said uh, we are naked ah now you know now adam receives that instruction and when they receive that instruction I'm not so sure how they responded to it but you can see how he was very good at managing the animals uh, managing all other things but somehow when it came to dealing with something that had to be subdued the bible actually tells us that at that moment Adam was not present at that very moment Adam was not present now In Genesis chapter number 3 and verse 1 we see an introduction of something that was actually supposed to be subdued because now the bible tells us in Genesis 3 verse 1 now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field first of all it's quite interesting that the serpent was categorized as a beast that's a story for another day but yet the serpent was more cunning than any other beast of the field which the lord had made and he said to the woman god indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden now the description that is given concerning the serpent in genesis is that this serpent is very cunning Now the word cunning simply means one that has skill in deceitfulness. If you are attributed to be someone that is cunning, then you have skill. But not positive skill, negative skill. So when the Bible is describing this serpent, the Bible is describing this serpent not necessarily to be dull. I know there are many people like saying, "Eh, hey, ni dalo." But the Bible says this one is skillful. He's deceitfully skillful. And when he comes to interact with Eve, the Bible shows us how their continuous interaction causes Eve to eventually withdraw from the instruction of God. Furthermore, causes Adam to withdraw from the instruction of God. And we all know what the end result was. They fell. And after falling, God comes and demands accountability, demands what had happened, they explain everything that had happened and obviously they are punished and they are banished from the garden. 
Now, you have to understand that when this enemy really is going out for an attack, he doesn't go for a small catch. He's going for a big catch. Notice why doesn't he first come after Adam and Eve have children? That at least if he came after Adam and Eve had children, then we would say, ah, maybe when Adam and Eve are the ones who are who have fallen, the children can redeem. But he comes before a generation starts. So that he can cause an entire mess to the entire generation. That's the cunningness. He doesn't fight small. Praise be to God. Thereafter, after the fall of man, there are certain things that had begun to characterize the inhabitants of the earth. And uh, the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis that God had destroyed the whole earth using a flood. Now, in Genesis chapter 8 verse 17, this is after the flood. And this is after, obviously, Noah maybe just start from the 16 for the, the purpose of context now God is now speaking to Noah after he has destroyed everything and he says go out of the ark you and your wife and your sons and your sons wives with you this is an instruction to Noah and his sons with his wives go ahead it says, bring out with you every living thing of the flesh that is with you. Birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Next verse. And Noah sent out and his sons and his wife and his uh, son's wife with him now you observe that after that destruction God goes out to Noah and reminds Noah of the same instruction that he gave to Adam and this instruction was to be fruitful and to multiply and to fill the earth do you remember the instruction in Genesis 1 verse 28 to 29? The instruction was to be fruitful, to multiply and to fill the earth. But yet, as we read this chapter, or rather this scripture, we see something very interesting. We see that there is something missing in this instruction. Because God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. What happened to subdue now? What happened to the other instruction have dominion? Is it that Noah and his remaining inhabitants could not now carry out that instruction? Is it that Noah and his inhabitants could not or rather did now not have the capacity to subdue or to have dominion? Because remember subdue is to overcome. When the first Adam failed to subdue, something may have happened to him. 
such that anyone that was born from him did not have the capacity to subdue and that's why you observe especially in the old testament we don't necessarily see manifestations of demons or demons being cast out why there was no capacity to subdue we lost it hallelujah now one of the reasons i'm sharing this with you is so that you can understand that when the enemy is really on an agenda against someone's life when he hits he wants to hit hard he wants to have a generational impact on that hit and this hit that came upon man was so bad that Noah the best thing he could do was just to be fruitful and multiply he could not subdue This simply means any time someone has an interaction with the enemy there are certain things that go on and I'll show it to you In Luke 5 4 chapter number 5 oh sorry Luke chapter number 4 and verse 5 to 8 This is Jesus having an interaction with Satan Have you noticed the Bible describes Jesus as the second Adam and this time satan comes before jesus dies for you are you seeing that he comes immediately the anointing comes on jesus Pooh! and then he comes then the bible says then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time this is satan showing jesus Yeah he shows visions too. Next verse. <laughs> If he could show Jesus what more. <laughs> And the devil said to him, "All this authority I will give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me and I give it to whoever I wish." How can Satan have such audacity to say I have authority? In short, I'm the one who subdues. Now. But then listen, he says, "For this has been delivered to me." Who delivered it to him? The one that failed to address him. The one who failed to address him. They thought it was a friendly conversation. But you see Satan is an interactor. He's a, he he's he's a specialist in transactions. They have a transaction with Eve and suddenly him even <laughs> even though they they tell him no the dust your, your your belly will be on the ground as long as he has authority. He gets the authority from man and he's presenting it to Jesus. And he's saying Jesus I will give you all the kingdoms of the world I'm going to give you the glory And listen I can give it to anyone I wish But now look at the next verse It says therefore if you will worship before me all will be yours He's a transaction specialist you don't just get it like that You don't 
He says, if you worship me, he's telling Jesus Christ, the one who is supposed to die for you. All you need to do is worship me. And this one will be yours. Now you observe that in the beginning, when God created man, God made man simply to be a ruler over the earth and the kingdoms of the world. Just that. Not anything else. Not a ruler of heaven. Not a ruler of everything. But now Satan in his demand, he wants Jesus to worship him so that he can give him only the affairs of the earth. But you see, the problem is that with worship, worship is ascribing the highest kind of value that you can either you can either do, you can do. Remember, the Bible tells us that Satan once desired to ascend above, <laughs> to ascend above God, to ascend in the highest. Now, how do you come to a person who is on the highest and you say, "Worship me"? So, who will become the highest then? So yes, he would have received the worlds. But then, he would have been the highest. Meaning oversight was going to be under Satan. So even though Jesus would have died for you, final authority was going to be Satan. You would have been Satanists. Hallelujah. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. But thank God. In the next verse. Jesus answered and said to him. Get behind me Satan. That's where you belong. (laughs) Get behind me Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. That one is the highest. That one is the Alpha and Omega. That one is the beginning and the end. That one is the first and the last. That one deserves the glory. Not you. And Satan says, hey, this one is sharp. Sharper than the first one I was dealing with in the garden. Hey, it's going to be difficult. Because this second Adam comes and he declares, he knows this one, Satan, when dealing with him, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming to play with him. I'm not coming to bow. I know the Bible declares Jesus to be the Lamb of God when he was first coming. But don't mistake the Lamb to be weakness. It's not weak. That same Lamb will strip you off and put you under his feet. What more when he comes as a lion? So Satan is a transaction specialist who when he comes in your life obviously he will want to offer you something but then even when he offers you something there is an invisible hand that takes away something as well. That's why the Bible says how shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. Sometimes when you are gaining the whole world you have no capacity to see that you are losing your own soul. A higher commodity. That's why when we're, when, when we're talking about this enemy, the Bible says he is very cunning. And we really, really need to learn how to deal with him. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 11 Paul was expressing something about the enemy and he says lest Satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices in short he was saying Satan can't take advantage of me because I'm not ignorant but do you know what this scripture also means it means those who are ignorant he takes advantage of yeah it says those lest Satan takes advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices ask your neighbor do you know his devices what have they said if they said yes say good if they said no say you're ignorant <laughs> anyway if you've answered in your heart you can answer that question to yourself it says let satan takes advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices Wow this man was trying to say ah no i know i know there is there is a satan but for us there is a special kind of breed who will not bow down to his traps who will not bow down to his forces because us we are not ignorant we know how to position ourselves we know how to take charge by the way by the, for the, the coming of jesus christ here on earth did not just redeem us from sin or rather we uh, deliver us from sin but he also redeemed us to our place of authority that simply means when jesus came back here on earth and did whatsoever he did when he died and rose again he went to the disciples and he says all power all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth how did it transfer <laughs> not through bowing through beating says all authority has been given to me on in heaven on an earth and under the earth then he says now go therefore and preach the gospel what was he doing he was releasing you with authority go and tell them the good news that's why paul says you are ambassadors of christ you stand before men to appeal be reconciled to god and heaven backs So man now received authority but then you have to understand the way it was in the beginning is the way it is now the one who should subdue is you That's why you find in scriptures like James 4 verse 6 the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you You see Peter writes scriptures like uh, uh, be sober and vigilant for your enemy the devil is like a rolling lion seeking whom to devour you see writings in ephesians which are telling you do not give the devil a foothold meaning the responsibility to deal with the enemy is you ephesians 6 verse 11 to 12 right from 6 verse 12 says we wrestle not against flesh and blood it says we 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 the believers it's not saying god He says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers principalities rulers of darkness wickedness in the high places it's you who's been given the responsibility to deal with this enemy the question is what are you doing about it are you so knowledge filled that you are empowered 
not to allow the enemy to take advantage of you now quickly let me show you how satan fights people and i think if you get to learn this it will open your eyes so many ways there's a twofold fight that satan gets to engage against people number 1 he fights the unsaved by the way the unsaved are categorized as his children so he fights his own children bad father number 2 he fights the saved in short he fights those that are born again and he fights those who are not born again it's a two fold fight but i'll tell you this the way satan fights those who are born again is different from the way he fights those who are not born again that's why sometimes i've seen people who sometimes feel bad no i'm a christian but i don't know why this is happening when when i was not born again things were different but i want to show you something <laughs> that the fight of satan against even the people who are not born again is not something you can desire how does he fight the, those who are not born again second corinthians 4 and verse 4 It says whose minds the god of this age small g whose minds the god of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of god should shine of the, on them so there's a certain way that satan fights those who are not born again and the bible says he blinds them he blinds them from seeing the light of the gospel in short when he's fighting them he's doing everything necessary to ensure they don't get born again because when they get born again their salvation is a th- is a step into victory so what does he do he makes sure they are blinded that they do not see the gospel and hear somebody <laughs> saying ah no i would rather not be born again because the fighting is different you see the challenge here is this if you are not saved you are being prepared for eternal damnation if you are not saved you are being prepared for eternal destruction your reward is eternal separation from god your reward is a great fire the second death the lake of fire so the bible says and satan wants to ensure that people do not see the light of the gospel but guess what he for him it's okay if you are a billionaire yet you are not saved have you ever heard someone say ah 
Have you ever seen the devil fighting billionaires? You don't know how he fought them. The fight is for them not to have Christ. And that's the worst thing someone can ever experience not having Jesus. That's the worst. It's better I have Jesus and I'm hitting blows with someone than having all the monies, all the possessions of the world yet be separated for the, from the eternal father. So when you see those celebrities on TV and you say, I want to be like them when I grow up, be careful. Be careful. Because them in their grown up state, they are without God. What is so pleasing to be without God? What is so desirable? They are not exempt. (laughs) They are not exempt from attacks. And the challenge with that place also is that you have to understand that Satan is a manipulator. That simply means anyone that is not under the domain of God can be used as a puppet. Have you ever heard someone from nowhere says, I killed this person. I don't know. Something just came over me. I just shot them. I didn't want to shoot them. Ah, How did that happen? It's because you don't have the spirit of God. You are not born again to have the capacity to say no. Hallelujah. That's why even when the Bible is talking about the end times, talking about the Antichrist who's going to come, before it talks about the Antichrist, it talks about it says the spirit of the Antichrist is already present. If the Antichrist is not there, yet he's saying the spirit of the Antichrist is not present, who is the spirit of the Antichrist influencing? People who are not in Christ. Amen and amen. So the fight that the enemy declares against those that are not born again is that they should not see the gospel. Is that they should not become born again. In short, the fight against them is to keep them in bondage. That's why the fight doesn't look very intense because you're already bound. Why fight you again? But when you step into the kingdom of God obviously the fight that the enemy will want against you is not necessarily the same fight that he will engage to those that are unsaved he knows you are already born again (laughs) he knows you are already going to heaven so what is he going to fight number one he will fight your position number two he will fight your possessions a very simple strategy look at look at how Pharaoh fought Egypt the Bible tells us while Pharaoh was governing the Israelites in Egypt these people were put under slavery they were put under harsh slavery and yet when Moses came what did Moses say 
Moses came with a plea saying, Let my people go that they may serve God. Let my people go that they may worship me. So in short, the, the, the assignment of Moses was to remove Israel from the taskmasters, the taskmasters to a place where Israel becomes a nation governed by God. It's a shadow of how the Bible says we are removed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son, which is of light. So, Pharaoh, first of all, was fighting the Egyptians, those who are, we can call them, I mean the the Israelites who are under Egypt. He was fighting them in a way such that they don't leave their bondage. He wanted to keep them in chains. It's the same way Satan is fighting non-believers. But guess what? After the demonstration of God's power, somebody say God's power. Ah. After the demonstration of God's power, Pharaoh had let go. That's one of the reasons we preach. Why? Because uh, while we are preaching, we are demonstrating the power of God unto salvation. So we will preach. If it bounces back tomorrow, we will come again. We preach. Remember, it's like it's it's like the it's like the plagues. Today there will be mosquitoes. Tomorrow there will be frogs. Tomorrow there will be this. We keep exerting power. So today we will come to you. We will preach. Anyone wants to receive Jesus? If you harden your heart, we invite you again next Sunday. We preach. Next Sunday, my brother, come, come with me to church. We preach. Why? Even though you may not instantly respond to the power, we know the power is working. It's making you crack. Hallelujah. So after Moses, or rather after Pharaoh had let Israel go, the Bible now tells us how there was a second agenda. What was this second agenda? God tells Moses, take these people, where? To the promised land. And there in the promised land, they will find milk and honey, and they will serve me from there. But guess what? The Bible tells us, even after Pharaoh let Israel go, his attack changed now. What was his second attack? His second attack is to ensure they don't go to their possessions. What does he do? He follows them with his what? Best. The Bible says his best army. In Egypt, he didn't need an army to deal with them. He didn't need the best army. He just needed simple cadets. But when Israel leaves Egypt, Pharaoh sends his best. But guess what? Even when he sends his best, the power is still present. The Bible tells us a place where they go to the Red Sea and when they go to the Red Sea, the 
army of Pharaoh began to come towards Israel and the people began to panic. They cried. Said Moses, is this what you've come to do to us? You're telling us or rather you're bringing us to this place so that we should die? They cracked, they started crying. It's better we should have been in Egypt. In short, they were desiring the place of bondage again. But Moses told them, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For today, the enemies that you see, you will see them no more again. Hallelujah. Saints of God, I came to talk to a people. I came to reveal to you that there's a certain way you as believers need to position yourself to ensure that the enemy doesn't take advantage of you. Remember I said to the believer the things that he's going to fight is not necessarily for you to remain in bondage because you are free. You are set free. But it's for you to compromise your position and number two that you may not have access to your possessions. In short, he doesn't want you to enjoy that milk and honey which you are supposed to be enjoying. Now that you are in God, you are supposed to, the Bible says, blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1 verse 3. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. The Bible says, uh, by the abundance of grace, we have, rece- we have all things that pertain to life and godliness. In short, God has provided so much for us. He's provided a place for us to really enjoy. The promised land should always be better than Egypt. Because Egypt has garlic. The promised land has milk and honey. But hey, we should not forget that even though we need to enjoy that milk and honey, that same promised land as giants but how do we deal with these giants how do we deal with these enemies that need rather to that actually want to influence our lives negatively we're going to look at that but then let me expose as I said the things he fights your position Have you observed? Have you observed that when Eve and Adam fell from their authority, the first thing God said to them was, Adam, where are you? Ah. The first thing he said is, Adam, where are you? Meaning, even though Ben and Eve were thinking this is just food, they didn't know this was an attack on their position. God did not say, Adam, where have you left the animals? How come they are wandering around? Adam, where is your money? No, 
He said, Adam, where are you? Your position with me. Mm-mm, I'm not seeing it. You're dead. So, the attack of the enemy against believers is really to affect their position with God. To affect their relationship with God. That was the first attack ever. Satan did not first bring marital problems. He brought a problem between the the creature and the creator. When the problem between the creature and the creator came, that's when all the problems started. Notice, notice Adam did not blame Eve before the fall. He did not say, this woman that you gave me, wakamkaziaka. No, he didn't say that before the fall. While his relationship with God was good, when he saw the animals, he was doing well. He's at work, that's in short, that's, that was his workplace. Things at work were making sense. While his relationship with God was good, things concerning his relationship and marriage was good. I mean, it was so easy. Hey, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I will call you woman. No need to ask, will you be with me? <laughs> Automatic. The anointing that he had had Eve saying a yes already. Says you are you are you you are the bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, my counterpart. I will call you woman because you are removed from me, me and you, ni one rib. It was so good because their relationship with God was good. But have you noticed after the fall? The first thing he says about this woman is this woman after his relationship with God becomes sour his marriage becomes sour he didn't understand that his position is not what only creates but also sustains hey so his marriage becomes sour. Uh-uh. Suddenly, we are not seeing him name any animals. He's lost his job. Why? He lost his original position. Ah, then the other thing the Bible says is that he's chased out with Eve from the garden. The Bible says the tree of life was blocked. An angel blocked the tree of life. It says, he was, you will not eat of this tree. Notice the tree of life was not forbidden to eat. It was a possession, but he also lost his possession. So you see the attack. The attack was for him to lose his position and to lose his possessions. But first of all, it's losing his position or compromising his position. then everything else began to fall fall apart fall apart why? there was no sustaining power remember why I tell you with God you don't balance you stay in 
Because I want to balance my time between God. You listen. <laughs> There is your position and your possessions. If you are talking about work, if you are talking about school, your relationship, those are possessions. In God is your position. And from that position you function. Hallelujah. I, I really want you to see that. That <laughs> this is something that many people have not taught you about spiritual warfare. Because what many people have taught you concerning spiritual warfare is to say, Oh Lord, arise! I rebuke the spirit that is fighting my mother. No. Some of you, you will discover that you will win in spiritual warfare by getting back into your relationship with God. Just by getting back to your position. Just going back. Just going back where you where the Bible says he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Now while you are under the shadow tell me Isn't that where now the Bible says you shall not fear terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day. Doesn't it say that? Why because you are positioned and while you are positioned remember after it tells you how your enemy is going to bow it says you will see the reward of the wicked then it says with long life I will satisfy thee people experience long life but not satisfaction but in God you need to have long life plus satisfaction amen and amen I'm trying to show you that this, this, the, that attack has not changed he's, he's, that's how cunning he is <laughs> you think he's after your business no he's after what is paramount your relationship with God he knows if I deal with your relationship with God I, I can, your, your business will, will fall it's a domino effect you will notice there are certain things when Satan has initiated, there are certain things he will not fight, but he will, he will wait for them just to fall. He will not fight. He may not even fight your marriage. You just stopped praying as husband and wife. You just stopped worshipping God. The altar became dry. And guess what? Spirits love dry places. Hallelujah. So your position with God, that's where the enemy really wants to play around with. That's where the enemy really wants to fight. And so he will try by all means to persuade you, to convince you. Put this God thing aside. It's not about spiritual, spiritual always. That's what makes people fall. It's not about this. It's not about praying always. It's not about having a relationship with God. It's not about going to church. It's in your heart. Mm -hmm. It's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Yet people freely fornicate with their church in their heart. How? Yeah. Someone say glory. glory. 
So I've already explained that he attacks your position and he attacks your possessions. Obviously the Bible tells us how God eventually wants all of us to to do well in life. There's not there's no such thing as me I was called to just be a soldier in the army and not experience riches kulibe. They should be there should be a level of progress in your life because the Bible says you are the light of the world. Amen and amen. There should be a level of progress. If it's in your finances, there should be progress. If it's in your academics, there should be progress. If it's in this, there should be progress. Do you know why God doesn't say no, you have called you to be poor, you have called you to be in the middle class. Do you know why God doesn't say that? It's because concerning himself, he declares himself to own all silver and gold. So if he cause you to become poor that simply means you stand out as a son that misrepresents god imagine if you have a child imagine if my daughter right there joy is wearing a shirt that is torn elonish me I'm, I'm i'm looking good in a suit someone will say whose child is that do you think god feels nice you are very poor then was uncle but nindano you oh nimupente you you think God feels nice? It doesn't. It's a misrepresentation. But that's got to do with possessions. Because with those same possessions, you need them to carry out God's will. Imagine you don't have money. And then you need to preach the gospel. And says, the Lord called me to France. But you don't even have a passport. How will it work? Palastum Zastogula page. France takes me viewers all over the world. I want to only speak to people in France. Alright. Now, the next thing we need just to uh, explain, even just before we get into a place of prayer, is how can I know I'm under attack? How can I know that I'm under attack? How can I dictate? How can I discern that I'm under attack? Some of these things that I will share with you, automatically some of you will know, hey, hey, how can I know I'm actually under attack? Based on what I've talked about, position and possession, how can I know I'm under attack? Number one, how you can know you're under attack? First of all, check your relationship with God. Check your position. The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter unto perfection. This also means your relationship with God. If your relationship with God currently is bad, you're in level one attack. If you have a story concerning past glories you are under attack when you just past glory is tenzo pempela ise manje chet nambo ngada che attack see under attack the bible says the glory of the latter shall be greater than the former if your glory if, you, if your story concerning your glory is, has, has changed to become lesser, you are under attack. You shouldn't, even be rece- you shouldn't even be receiving words. No. Something has happened to your relationship with God, but I see fire coming. 
<laughs> I see fire lifting you up again. No. Under attack. Why? That's an attack to compromise your positions so that your possessions will not last. And I'll tell you one thing. Remember Satan is very cunning as the Bible said. He will allow you sometimes to have certain possessions and you will think you've made it in life. Especially, especially maybe concerning money. Ah, you can have kamani. Eh, hey, ah, I'm happening. No. The moment I stopped going to church, the Lord gave me wisdom. Ah, apa we are happening apa? We are bowlers now. Wait. Yet your family broken. Your career broken. Your relationship with God broken. Everything else broken. You just have money. Broken money. Amen and amen. So check your relationship with God. How is it? That's why it's important sometimes to evaluate. How was I in 2021? How am I in 2022? If you're seeing fire is going low, 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 there's something that needs to be done. In Genesis chapter number 3, starting from verse 6 Okay no we start from verse 2 verse 1 yeah just let's just start from this one This is where my other points will be coming So number one, check your position. Then number two, check what you're listening to, or check your focus. That's how you will know you're under attack. Now the now the serpent was more cunning than the beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, "Has God indeed?" said you shall eat not eat of every tree of the garden so there is a dialogue that began between satan and eve the attack always starts with dialogue the attack or we can whether we can call it a dialogue or him talking to her or him preaching to her it also starts with sermons as she was preaching here verse 2 and the woman said to the serpent we may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden aha uh-huh. but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god had said you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it lest you die now you see the problem here is Eve is giving the serpent attention. Why are you giving him attention? God did not instruct the serpent not to eat. It was your own instruction. Why are you preaching to step the serpent? She was not supposed to start preaching. No, actually God said you should not touch for the Bible says this 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 and this. 
Why are you giving them attention? Someone comes to you and says, "Hey, we are girlfriend and boyfriend. Let's make action." And then now you come and say, "Behold, the Bible says you should not run from immorality and other things." Yes, listen. When Joseph was running, he did not quote a scripture to Potiphar's wife. Why are you quoting scriptures? Run! No, the Bible says. She was, she was, the Bible says, God said, you shall not eat or touch it, lest you die. Now, she even wanted, she, she even gave the amplified version because God did not say, don't touch it. He says, just say, don't eat it. No, don't eat and don't touch. Amplified version of Eve. You see, she gave attention. Whatever you give attention, you will focus on. You will focus on. Amen and amen. Next verse. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not die. So now that's a very interesting statement because it's new. And the fact that she's given attention, mm, she has to hear. She has to hear this one. I will not die. Next verse. Now God, uh, Satan also starts preaching. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you become and you will be like God knowing good and evil started preaching but because she's giving attention ah that one that sermon will transform her life yeah. even you instead of running you want to say no the bible says uh, flee from immorality and the like then you also come to you and say ah but the Bible says, he who finds a wife, not a girlfriend. So you are my wife. So we are in the confines of marriage. How will you explain to him? You'll be like, ah. Also, Two can walk together unless they agree. Nishimanje brutus yamba. So Eve erred because she was giving Satan attention. What are you giving attention? What are you giving attention? Sometimes it's just those to my same movies which are watching. I took an account of what I know. Ah, I hope it's as I na foot. Then, <laughs> then he insults again. You insult again. Ah. Have a movie. Hmm? By the time you want to stop it, Wasili is a two hour thirty minutes. He move away. I didn't like it. Why? But you were there. Ah, how sure. You were there all along giving it attention. Hallelujah. When you identify something that doesn't match up with God's word, tell it to back up. Go, 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 go. If it doesn't want to go, 
do the growing yourself. Just say, Father, give me the speed of Elijah. <laughs> At this point, I don't want the strength of Samson. Because the strength of Samson can't stop Delilah. No, 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 it can't. It can't. But I want the speed of Elijah. <laughs> Let me give me the speed of Elijah and Joseph. Those are still and when you run away, it's okay. That testify. I ran away. I ran away. I'm marching towards my destiny. Oh yes, praise be to God. I want somebody to celebrate with me. Come on, somebody. Dear my testimony. Not in Buddha. On the Satan and Anchito. Snenzo Ziva Monikuru Greek. So be careful of what you are giving attention to. Whether things that you hear, people that are speaking, be careful what you give attention to. Sometimes it could be thoughts. Thoughts. You are hungry. Eh? Hey. One, just once. Once fear. God is a forgiving God. Just steal from your mommy's handbag. And ask forgiveness afterwards, immediately. Heaven will rejoice for your sake. Just those thoughts. If you entertain, if you don't know how to say, get behind me, Satan. Remember the word subdue means to quieten. You have to learn to say, shut up! You have to learn to say what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing all thoughts into captivity and to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So if a thought doesn't obey Jesus Christ, shut up! If a thought doesn't submit to Jesus Christ, shut up! Because that one didn't come from him. Because once you give attention, your focus will change. And your focus, when your focus changes, your reality starts changing as well. Next verse. Oh, we're back in Genesis. Genesis chapter number three. We're verse between yeah five, verse five. For God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Next verse. Now look at what happened. After the sermon was preached, the Bible says, So the woman saw, oh, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, how is it that she started seeing the tree differently now? She started seeing the tree pleasant. She started seeing the tree good for consumption. She started seeing the tree pleasant to make somebody wise. She says, I want wisdom. I want it. This enemy, this, this serpent is telling me, if, if, if I can eat, and then you want to lie, I want to be like God. The Bible says, and she took of its fruit and ate. But you will not just eat. Initiation starts after eating. 
who is the first person you initiate your husband and also gave her husband with her and he ate I couldn't have refused Sky Shizano prepares the food So when you notice your focus has changed you are under attack but remember after their focus had changed they was eating another way you know that the attack has intensified is that your appetite changes suddenly you want what what god said no about that's the one you want yes your appetite changes what happened you are the one who used to say i was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the lord ah they will be singing they will be dancing now when they tell you this sunday will be a special sunday ah next week what has changed about your appetite how is it that you no longer have joy for the house of the lord anymore Trust me if the joy of the house of the Lord is missing in your life you are yet to find joy in another place It's just waiting to manifest What is your appetite like when your appetite changes you used to love every day let me read a scripture for this is for me But now you don't want scriptures why And I'll tell you this. Notice what Eve saw. The Bible says she saw what she saw it was good. She didn't see something evil. Some of the things that are changing in your appetites are not necessarily evil. Some of them are just normal things. Ngapesi bena ngotcheni TV che. They've neglected the word just for TV. Not necessarily that TV is evil. They've just changed their appetite. But if their appetite is not God the enemy will take advantage there Ask your neighbor what is your appetite or how is your appetite They are not ask they are not answering So check what you desire Sometimes if we say this Friday we are having midnight prayers how your spirit responds to it matters just check that let me try it this Friday we are having midnight prayers I me I didn't I didn't say scream because anyone can scream eh dog Thomas which also screams at night Yeah. So, listen. How you respond really it's 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 your first response in the spirit, not what you shout. Oh, because even Jesus said they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far away. This Friday we are having midnight prayers. Uh-huh. In your spirit you know your condition. If you are not excited that hey I'm going to make change. Or you'll be like, ah, 
lakini gone some of you sleep at 23:57 you are how is it that how is it that you are awake you are updating your statuses 23:57 you are not seeing an attack there Some of you even after waking up 23:50 uh, sleeping at 23:57 you wake up after prayers are done and then you post I can't sleep anyone to talk to under attack I'm telling you Ah I was sure You were very much awake 23:58 you were very much awake Midnight kwana even deconsume or cause you how did you how did you enter deep sleep in 2 minutes wake up okay nauka nauka immediately he cuts phone not on silent off wafakana kucharge then 06 hours you sing your favorite song my apologies my apologies i couldn't make it I, 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 now people are very strategic zoom was not working fire is not working not zoom yeah your appetite and i'll tell you this any time your appetite is compromised please that, that that should just be a sign act immediately have you noticed those that those that get sick Usually they don't like eating a lot. Have you noticed especially when you when people get sick? I know that's when they buy my pizzas, but even though they buy pizza or whatsoever, you will not eat so much. It's like whenever you are healthy, mm, you can eat. I was I saw someone busy boasting that they finished a loaf of bread alone. I said one person and hello it was a lady. <laughs> I said, "Ish." <laughs> my sons are in trouble. <laughs> Zambo kuna matranke ya bread. But then when you are sick, you, your appetite is very poor. It's the same thing spiritually. If you don't have appetite for God, ah, then there's a lot of work that needs to be established. Now how do we deal with the enemy? It's Ephesians 6 verse 13. As, as we are as we are reading this don't cut the stream but you may rise to your feet how do we deal with the enemy the bible says therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having all having done or stand so if you really want the enemy not to play with you or rather if you want to deal with your enemy so that he doesn't play with your position and doesn't play with your possessions get to a place first of all by putting on the full armor of god now i want to quickly read the full armor of god so that you may read it you may understand it verse 14 next verse stand therefore having girded your waist with truth 
that is saying put on the belt of truth having put in on the breastplate of righteousness says put on the breastplate of righteousness number 2 or rather next verse having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace meaning you need to put on shoes that will prepare you for the gospel of peace next verse above all taking the shield of faith which you will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one verse 17 take the helmet of salvation then he says and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god so imagine this armor number one, there is a breastplate of righteousness there is a helmet of salvation there is a belt of truth there is a shield of faith there are shoes for the preparation of the gospel of peace there is a sword of the spirit this is a full armor of god now you see when people are teaching you warfare they only like to give you the sword so that you go out there and say fire to the left fire to the right and fire to everywhere they give you the sword but don't equip you with the entire armor and the problem with using the sword minus you having the entire armor is that next time is akabwela the one which you attacked but when he finds you will he find you armored because the bible says he has fiery darts <laughs> will he find you armored you observe concerning this full armor it first talks about the belt of truth it says gird the belt, belt of truth usually belt is what we put on last but you will notice something about a belt a belt holds things together in short when it's talking about the belt of truth it's telling you to develop stability in god that's your position tighten your relationship with god wait put the sword down before anything else work on your belt work on your relationship with god tighten it make sure when you are fighting belt sizagwa don't have an unstable relationship with god it needs to be stable tighten it once your relationship with god is stable ensure that your breastplate of righteousness is in place what is your breastplate of righteousness protecting it's protecting your heart it's protecting your heart from deceit it's protecting your heart from fear it's protecting your heart from lies that's why the bible says guard your heart for all of it flows issues of life guard it with a breastplate of righteousness righteousness is confidence and a standing a right standing with god it's a knowing that god says i am his righteousness is being in the place of god a right position 
it tells you put on your shoes for the gospel of peace shoes symbolize purpose symbolize purpose and obviously one of the most paramount purposes is to carry out the will of God here on earth so anytime you are walking in purpose you have the confidence that you are walking in the right path and when you are walking in the right path you will miss the wrong people when you are walking in the right path you will miss wrong obstacles when you are walking in the right path you will meet the right people you will meet your destiny helpers sometimes you just need to walk in purpose to come out from the attack of the enemy that's why you need to put on your shoes and after that the bible tells you to take up the shield of faith the shield of faith in short you need to carry faith with you wherever you go you need to carry faith with you wherever you go because sometimes when you're going in your educational life you may experience something that you may not have liked you may experience maybe a failed examination but that faith will determine will strengthen you from giving up that faith will tell you to keep moving or to tell you to keep pushing despite what is coming your way you need to carry your faith because the bible says their people of old had faith and produced great reports you need it it is your shield you and it tells you ensure you have the helmet of salvation this one is guarding your mind this one is guarding your mind as you are stable in god as you have the shield ensure that your mind is also guarded it is because from your mind that is the faculty of the soul which allows you to make certain decisions it is from your mind that where you you begin to decide and say today i am going to church it is from your mind where you make decisions and say i will not give up on my journey it's from your mind where you make decisions and say i will keep pressing it's from your mind where decisions are made it is also from your mind where emotions are managed where you will say i will not fear of the arrow that flies by day nor the terror by night it's from your mind where you make decisions that i will dwell in the house of the lord forever somebody it's from your mind where you make decisions saying who do i have in heaven but you and on earth nothing do i desire but you my heart and flesh may fail but god i make a decision i make a decision that you are the strength of my life it's from your mind where you make a decision to be filled with the holy ghost it's from your mind that you make a decision that you will not bow to anything that is idolatrous and after all is in place 
then you can hold the sword because your position is already established when you hold the sword deal with anything that wants to fight your possessions that wants to bring sickness to your family cut it off with the sword of the spirit that which wants to bring poverty to your life cut it off with the sword of the spirit that wants to bring witchcraft in your family cut it off with the sword of the spirit but remember grab the sword after everything is in place that is how you deal with the enemy you don't only deal with him through prayer you deal with him through positioning you deal with him by making right decisions you deal with him by putting on the full armor of God and after you've put on the full armor of God verse 18 of the same chapter tells you this now make prayers always supplications in the spirit then it says be watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplications not for yourself but for the saints because you are guarded but now it's your friend that needs to be guarded you now need to pray for your family you now need to pray for your business you now need to pray for your country you now need to pray for everyone that is connected with you and when you do so they will also come to a reality to put on the full armor of God and they will pray for the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one then that devil that serpent that cunning one will be subdued will be overcome will be quieted will be brought to nothing and the will of God will stand let's give Jesus a mighty hand of praise